I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We welcome in one of the stars of CBS Sports. He will have the call of the Dolphins and the Jets on Sunday. Andrew Catalan is nice enough to join us. Andrew, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family. What's happening, brother? How you doing, man? JJ, same to you. I've been listening to you all afternoon, and you sound great, man. Thanks for having me on. Andrew, far too kind. Let's start here. Your year, your season in this crazy 2020 campaign, how has it been from a broadcasting standpoint? I know it's very different. Obviously, it's unique, but what has the overall experience been for you? You know, to be honest, I still struggle with announcing what I'm seeing and hearing, which is nothing in the stadium, no fans or hardly any fans, depending upon where you go. But knowing that the people at home are hearing the air sound and a fake crowd noise. And sometimes I feel like last week I did the Patriots game in Houston. I just felt like it was kind of flat in the stadium. And then I was questioning myself, do I have enough energy? You know, it's so dead in here. Uh, But obviously what you're watching at home sounds a lot different. So that's been a balance throughout most of the year, and a lot of things are different. But, you know, first and foremost, we're staying healthy on our crew, and, uh, and that's what's most important in this crazy year. Um, with particular calls, Andrew, you mentioned that, like, crowd, ambiance, a lack thereof. Do you almost feel like when you have a dramatic game or you have a dramatic play, no matter what the environment may be inside that stadium, do you feel like you almost have to, like, tune it up an extra notch because of what's going on? Or, like, do you try to approach it the same way and say, all right, I got to call it the way I call it? Like, I feel like, you know, I've not done play-by-play ever in my life, Andrew, but I feel like that's something I'd be thinking about, man, week after week. You know, I think, if anything, uh, I'm just myself, and myself already is can, can be over the top at times with excitement. Well, that's so why we I love just, you, Andrew, of course. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I want to have fun out there. That's what yeah. it is. We're watching football on Sundays, and I get excited, and it doesn't matter the team. I don't root for a team, but I, if there's a big play, I'm going to get excited. So I haven't had to worry too much about that. I just decided at the beginning of the year i got to be myself and, and make sure the energy stays up on, the, on the, you know, the slower plays, the second and tens in the first quarter. That is something I'll monitor. 
But I know if there's a big play, I'm going to be me, and, and more times than not, I'm going to be pretty excited about it. Let's get to this game Sunday. You're going to call with James Lofton. The winless New York Jets. And Andrew, I think if you've been listening to this show over the last hour and a half or if you've been listening to the station over the last two or three months, the obsession amongst New York Jet fans has kind of transitioned. It has transitioned away from the quarterback that you're going to see in returning in Sam Donald. And in many ways, it has become all about Trevor Lawrence and all about that number one pick. But I get the sense, Andrew, when you talk to Coach Gaze and you talk to you know a bunch of the different Jets that are playing right now, they're probably going to be so sick and tired of hearing about you know number one pick, and I'm sure they don't want to be a part of a winless 0-16 season. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I listen to the fan all the time. You know, I live in Jersey. I grew up here, and I'm, I always have it on, and I'm always listening. And I can hear what the fans are saying, and I get it. But at the same time, that is not at all the picture that's going on inside that building, at least from what I can tell. I mean, you know, Sam Darnold is a perfect example for this Sunday. I mean, he doesn't have to come back and play. They're 0-10. If he takes a bad hit, he's already said that his shoulder could knock him out a few more weeks. So why rush it? Why get him back out there? It's because he's competitive. I mean, these guys want to win. They want to play. They don't want that 0-10 stain on their resume for the rest of their career. So, you know, as much as the Jets fan is like, you know, saying, hey, Trevor Lawrence, and where, where are they going to trade Sam and, and all this stuff, these guys don't think about it. They are sick and tired of getting questions about them, as you just said, and they want to go out there and win a game. And, you know, I heard you say last hour that this is a good chance for the Jets to get a win. Maybe I know you're a Dolphins guy, but you look at the Jets' schedule coming up, and this is one that – stands out down the stretch where, hey, we may need to get this one if we're not going to go 0-16. You've been preparing for this game all week. You had the Jets and the Dolphins earlier in the year, before Tua was even named as the starting quarterback. From a Jets standpoint, Andrew, have you noticed the difference in them, what you saw down in South Florida, and what you've seen on film, I don't know, over the last three or four games? Well, I think defensively they're playing a little bit better than they were earlier in the season. They still have the penalties, which you know continue to haunt them this year. But I think the thing that you look at the Jets in this week in particular, it looks like they're finally going to have Darnold, Mims, Perriman, Crowder all together. It's something they haven't had the whole year. You throw in Chris Herndon, who caught a touchdown last week, and maybe he's got some good feelings after what's been a miserable season for the Jets' tight end. But they've got, as Adam Gase says, their three dudes with Darnold. So this is the chance for the Jets. I mean, this is what they've been talking about, getting everyone healthy on the same page. He got Becton at left tackle, and he's actually had a pretty good year. So let's see what they can do against, as you know, a very good Miami defense. 17 takeaways, third most in the NFL the Miami defense is really, I think, the reason why they have six wins. The offense has kind of been behind the page, but that defense is good. So it'll be a good test for the Jets going against this Miami D. We got Andrew Catalan. He will be on the call alongside James Lofton for the Dolphins and the Jets Sunday at 1 o'clock. Okay, Andrew, if I'm a Jet fan rooting for a loss on Sunday, what quarterback would I rather see out there? Would I rather see the youngster in Tua? who still, you know, is a work in progress. He's shown some really good flashes. He also is coming off probably the worst game we've seen so far. Or a guy in Ryan Fitzpatrick who can sling it, 
could throw for 400. He also could throw for four interceptions. Like, what is the better scenario as far as the Jets losing this game? The rookie quarterback or the uh, vagabond back-and-forth uh, journeyman in Fitzpatrick? I heard you ask Ira this question, too, a little little bit time ago. Um, you know, I did the uh, Cardinals-Dolphins game a few weeks ago in Arizona. It was a great game. And Tua, I thought, played very well in the win over Arizona, beating Kyler Murray. He showed you a lot of different things in that game, including a run game, which is not something that he's done much of this year. That was really the only game where he picked up a, a few scrambling yards. That said, J.J., I think that Fitzpatrick gives them a better chance this week for the Dolphins to win the game. If I'm a Jets fan who wants the Jets to lose, I'd rather see Tua uh, banged up at practice this week, coming off a miserable game and winning where he gets benched. Greg Williams does a lot of different things defensively to confuse a rookie quarterback. I think those things wouldn't work per se as much against Orion Fitzpatrick. So, you know, that's where I am right now. Obviously, Brian Flores felt similarly last week. I mean, he benched Tua in the fourth quarter to, to give his team a spark, to try to get a win, because he knows that they're going to be fighting and clawing for the playoffs down the stretch. So, you know, I think Tua is, is look, he's played four games. I mean, he, he needs time. And, and, you know, it's a tough matchup against this Jets defense, which will do different things to confuse a rookie. Andrew, when you did that Jet-Dolphin game, and Tua went in for like the final, I think it was like two or three plays. Dolphins were up going away. Did you ever think leaving South Florida the following game, whenever the Dolphins were back, that they were going to insert him into the starting lineup? Like, I was so shocked when that happened. Now, I was thrilled about it because to me, if you got a rookie quarterback with the way the league is set up, with the way the salary cap is set up, I, for one, want them to play. I want them to take their lumps. But it kind of came out of nowhere in, in, in many ways. So I'm curious from your standpoint, was that something that threw you like a major, major curveball? Yeah, I mean, more so than Ryan Fitzpatrick. You saw his reaction to it. He was heartbroken. He gave that press conference after he found out he got benched, that he was on a Zoom with the two people that you know took his place or fired him. And, you know, Fitzpatrick was, uh, was emotional about getting benched. And I think a lot of that was because of how surprised he was. You know, I left that Jets-Dolphins game in week six thinking that this Miami team could make a little bit of a run. They're in a good situation because of Brian Flores, who I think is an excellent coach. They got a veteran in Fitzpatrick who was playing good football, and and, and I thought that it was going to be a good situation for Tua to learn the rest of the year. But obviously Brian Flores felt differently, and to his credit, that's a gutsy move to make when you got the whole team believing that Fitz was going to take him you know, down the stretch. Uh, so no, did not see that coming. Uh, I think, again, you've seen some positive signs from Tua. But this is a team that you look at their schedule, J.J., and I know you know it. they got to beat the Jets and then the Bengals next week. Cause they're and you're doing both games. of those games, by the way, Andrew. So you <laughs> have to – I believe you were 2-0 and doing Dolphin games this year. So I'm hopeful from my standpoint you can continue <laughs> to be their good luck charm. Yes, uh, they are 2-0. and They beat the Jets. They beat the Cards. Well, big games, though, coming up. I mean, they can't overlook either one of these teams because then – you know, as you as you know, I mean, look at Miami's final four games: Kansas City, New England, at Las Vegas, at Buffalo. So these next two games are two they got to get. And when I look at the Jets, this is a big one left on their schedule based on what they have coming up. Okay, Andrew, you get time normally in person, and I guess this year it's via Zoom to talk to so many of these different NFL head coaches. 
What specifically about Brian Flores has been so impressive to you, aside from what you saw last year and what you've seen so far this year? Is there one thing specifically that, like, wow you and wow, this guy, he's got a clue, he's got his you-know-what together? You know, he grew up in the Brownsville section of Brooklyn, and he told us that there was times when he was on food stamps, living in the projects. He lived in a, in a tough neighborhood. And he has come all the way from there to be an NFL head coach. And the thing about Brian Flores is he doesn't forget where he came from. He still has that same scrappy, blue-collar mentality that he had as a little kid. Went to Boston College, worked his way through the Patriots organization. And, and what I would answer to your question is he's never lost sight of who he is or where he comes from. And he's built a culture there in Miami where everybody buys in to doing it his way. And his way, as I just said, is taking him all the way up the ladder. He, he had to work for everything he's had in his life, but he still approaches his life and his job in that same regard. I think his players see how he is, see what he's done, see where he's came from, and they've embodied who he is. He is an excellent young coach. I think he's destined for a big future, and he's already got this team a year after they started 0-7 fighting for a playoff spot. I tip my cap to him, and if they win a few more of these down the stretch, I think he could be your NFL Coach of the Year. We got Andrew Catalan from CBS Sports getting ready for the Jets and the Dolphins. Okay, Andrew, you're around the AFC. I think we're on a collision course, quite frankly, with Kansas City and Pittsburgh. But if there's somebody in the AFC that's going to, you know, spoil the party, Baltimore, not loving what I'm seeing from Jackson. Now they got all this COVID stuff going on. Colts, I love their defense. I don't know if I trust Phillip Rivers. Tennessee doesn't have their two tackles from last year. I think that's problematic. If there's somebody going to spoil Kansas City, Pittsburgh, up and down the conference, Andrew, who would that be? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the the Bills are still a team that I'm high on. They had that heartbreaking loss in Arizona before their bye. Otherwise, you're looking at them at 8-2, and and you probably feel a little bit different about Buffalo if they hadn't blown that game against Arizona. I still think it's the Bills. I, I think that they're not afraid to go on the road into a tough environment and come away with a victory. I'm high on Las Vegas. I'm high on Indianapolis. I could see those two teams making some noise if they stay healthy and they get good quarterback play, which I think is key in your Colts point. But if you got to give me one team, I'm still taking Buffalo. I think they figure out a way to you know, get over some of these injuries they have, and they could be a tough out in January. Andrew, you had Herbert a couple weeks ago, and i got to be honest, man. When I watched him in college, I wasn't impressed. I, I, I thought you know, he didn't put up big numbers. He didn't play great in big games. But I got to be fair, I've seen him in games this year. I mean, that guy's slinging the ball like crazy. He's as mobile as can be. He's putting up monster numbers. And I know you saw him put on a show against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What was your takeaway from watching Justin Herbert? Yeah, he's a stud, J.J. He's got a big arm. And the thing I love about what the Chargers have done is, you know, you see with so many rookie quarterbacks, they get brought along slowly. They don't put too much on their plate. They don't take a lot of deep shots. Chargers are doing the exact opposite of all that. I mean, this guy's just throwing it down the field, and he's got great receivers. Let's not lose sight of that. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Hunter Henry at tight end. He's got some threats. He's got some dudes. But they're not scared of putting him in a spot where he might make a mistake or throw a pick. They've opened up their offense, and he, to his credit, 
has taken full advantage. All you got to do is look at his first start against Kansas City when he found out 20 minutes before the game that Tyrod Taylor had a something go wrong in a pregame injection, and there he was starting against Kansas City, and he looked good in that game. I mean, you know, I think that said a lot right there about the kind of kid Justin Herbert is, and I think that he's destined for big things in the NFL. Andrew, final one. I know you were a part of all the Masters stuff in mid-November, which was so weird, but hey, it beats not having the Masters. What was that overall experience like compared to what you were normally used to, you know, in that first, second week of April, whenever it may be? Having that tournament, middle of November, did it live up to your expectations? It did. I mean, it always does there for me. And obviously it felt weird with the time of year and you had earlier start times because there was not as much daylight and you had college football coming on before and after and game day there, the whole the whole deal. But once you get inside the grounds there at Augusta National, everything is the same. I mean, it's just the history, the tradition. It all comes back. The The whole locations are the same on Sunday for the most part. We didn't see it at 16 this year. But for the most part, you know where the holes are going to be. You know the players. Um, it's just it always takes you back to what I think is the first, you know, right of spring, the Masters tournament. Even Even though it wasn't spring this year, it still felt like, once you were watching the golf, that it was the Masters tournament, which to me is the greatest tournament in the world. So, yeah, obviously the the schedule, the calendar was a little different, but, I, I mean, it was still great to see all the sights, and you saw some new camera angles this year because there weren't fans in the, in the on the ground. So, you know, it was still, to me, a really neat deal. Andrew, appreciate the time. Have a terrific call with James Lofton on Sunday. We will be watching, and I, I think the Jeff fans actually are going to be not mad at me here in this situation and saying that you are the Dolphins' go luck charm because I think a whole lot of Jeff fans want a loss on Sunday. I'll leave it at that. Andrew, all the best, man. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, go get him on Sunday, okay? You too. Thanks, JJ. Good stuff there from our buddy Andrew Catalan. He will have the Jets and the Dolphins for CBS Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.